When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Welcome back to the worst year ever. Hootie, hootie, hoo! Oh, oh! That, that's my new catchphrase. Hootie, 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 yeah. And yours yeah. is Tia. Yeah. And mine's ooh, baby. Um, yep. guys. No, no. That's my, my celebration. I noise. am just not acknowledging it. What are okay. you? What are you ce- celebrating? The great day and night that we've all uh, had I am yesterday and today. I am celebrating the fact that I haven't checked in on any of the uh, the Iowa caucus results, but I am celebrating my assumption of the fact that everything went perfectly. The DNC really nailed, uh, as did the Iowa Democratic Party, what needed to happen, yeah. and everybody's happy with the results. Now, I'm going to take a single sip of coffee and search Twitter. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, that was a fun bit. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, leading into it, let's just say um, this this tweet from the Democratic Party. Uh, Amazing. For three years, we've been preparing for the process that officially kicks off tonight in Iowa. Yep. The Democratic presidential primary. Beautiful. And I hope you all have gathered by now that today we are going to talk about the unmitigated disaster that was yeah. the Iowa caucus, the very first voting event of 2020. The event that sets the tone for the <laughs> whole election ended in confusion, disorganization, fears of tampering, and as of yet, still no official winner. Mm. Although at the time of this recording, it does look like Pete one no, it and Bernie won the popular vote. No, it doesn't. It's only at sixty two percent reporting right now. Any of the counties that you know, have not been reported. I, I, I know, but Bernie the towns, the narrative that we're being yeah. told at this now, point. My friends, my dear friends, Katie, I love you and you. respect you. And I think you make a good point that uh that this is part of what sets the trend for the election. But I do think that was a slightly incomplete statement because I think uh-huh. two things have set the trend for the twenty twenty election. One of them is that uh, the right wing in this country was able to organize north of 22,000 heavily armed people to march in a state capital in favor of a political belief that they <laughs> hold. And at the same time, the Democratic Party was unable to launch an app with millions of dollars of investments behind it to track the votes of a cu- about 100,000 people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's an Those very two things important. are important. They're, very, they're both um, they're both important. Um mm-hmm. look, I love living in metaphors. Last <laughs> night there was a lot of speculation running around some of which we partook in. Uh most likely what happened last night was your run of the mill establishment incompetence. Gross incompetence. Gross 
incompetency. Unbelievable. It, uh, almost unprecedented yeah, incompetence. It's it's pretty wild. And we're going to dig into uh, all, so of, good. all of that. Uh, well, it's hard is that no matter who wins at this point, it's, it's gonna, an aliens versus predator situation. It's yeah. just everything's tainted now. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> like, they, know what they, they know what they're doing. Uh, it's it's truly remarkable, and so this isn't this isn't quite the conversation we expected to have today. We were preparing to have a, a more normal conversation, so we're kind of yeah. putting it all together at the last minute. But it'd be fun. We'll yeah, have fun. we were like, well, we'll we'll talk about like what, what caucuses are. We'll talk yeah. about the results a little bit. It'll probably be pretty boring, but that'll be that. Yeah, and we, we're still going to talk about caucuses a bit, but man. But then what happened? Hopefully it's not boring. Um, yeah, before we get into what happened last night, I, I do think that we should discuss what caucuses are, how they work, or how they should work. Yes. Mm. Uh, whether or not, whether or they, not work, they work, before we, we talk about all that. Um, like I said, Iowa is the first caucus of the election cycle, and a lot of people are asking why. It's a great question. Mm. Why indeed? Uh, the answer is because I guess they have a state law mandating that they be the first caucus of the election cycle and somehow their state law is something we all honor? I don't know. Um, yeah. Interesting uh, quick note about uh, that being a state law. Another law in Iowa, it's the only state with a lifetime voting ban for anyone ever convicted of a felony. Cool. That's so, some awesome. Vo- some that voting issues in Iowa. Pretty Iowa-ish. Mm. think about people I don't want to ever be able to vote. I think someone who at one point had an ounce of marijuana in their mm-hmm. car on the yeah. wrong yeah. day. I also, yeah. I, I'm glad, because uh, once you do a thing, yeah. there's no going back, and uh, there's no... No going back. Yeah, yeah. No going back, no guys. No reformative. Uh, uh, you, you can't ever change. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that goes, that's all part of the conversation. I- Iowa is small, and it is predominantly white. Uh, it's not a reflection. Iowa, Iowa I know. Can Iowa, you America. It? It's not. It's not really a reflection of the of the general America, the at large, the voting demographic. Uh, and historically, it has had a very outsized uh, influence on the election, especially well since two thousand. Everybody that's won the Democratic. Iowa caucus has gone on to get the actual nomination. That's true. Um, now, how many of those people have won the presidency? Oh, uh, is it one? two? One. <laughs> oh, one. Uh, Excellent. Al Gore, then Kerry, Obama, and Clinton. Yep. So, so you know, just it's it, it just interesting to note that the one that won was the most progressive. Uh, it is interesting. Candidate of the of yeah. that era. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. a big question. Why does it have this? Well, it has the influence because it's the first one. And so people leave Iowa and they have a lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. And and people who are in second place also usually pick up a lot of momentum uh, and and, and get a big bump in donors. Yeah, it's largely like narrative based, like present this like, oh, we're going to do it. And then it, yeah, uh, Yeah. leads into the next ones. Uh, But this time, seeing as it's already mired in controversy, we're not really sure. We can't predict at this point. How uh, this win for whomever it is will affect them going forward. But anyway, here's- just, oh, I, I do want to say real quick, just because I think this bit of research I did fits here. I was kind of curious, just sort of like in the question that you started with, Katie's like, why Iowa? Why do we let them do this? And obviously, they have a state law, so they're going to do whatever it takes to be the first. Um, I wanted, I was kind of curious as to whether or not there was like a, a financial incentive mm-hmm. for this too. Like if it's like a huge well, yeah. industry in the state. I'm sure it is, isn't it? And well, not quite. I, I found a study that was some college, I think, in, that some college in Iowa did that. And it was back in 2007. So 2008. Like, so um, it may be a little bit out of date, but they found that uh, Iowa perceived just about 4.4% of all campaign spending um, by measured candidates. Um, and which is like more or less in line with New Hampshire. Like they don't get that much more money than New Hampshire. Um, they do make, you know, like $7 million in labor um, for mm-hmm. the caucuses and like a couple hundred jobs. Um, it's not an insignificant um, amount of money or an insignificant amount of jobs, but Iowa's state GDP is $130 billion, or at least it was in 2007. So like, you know, e- e- even though like the value of the caucuses has increased a bit, you're talking about like one one hundredth of one percent of the state's right. annual domestic product when you divide it by the fact that it's every four, four years. years. Um, so it's not a huge economic gain for the state. The study does notice that 
Um, quote, the Iowa caucuses do provide exposure that the state, its businesses, and its boosters would find very expensive to obtain otherwise for free and for a time. The word Iowa is used continuously in national and international mass media, and that continuous and often sensational coverage of the political campaign and the communities of Iowa has to be, as the ad says, priceless. That yeah. said, it's not a huge deal. Like, if you're looking for why Iowa is so fucking hellbent to host right. the caucus, it's it's got to be more than money because there's just not a I think that it's much. also it's not that tra- big a factor. Tradition. It's the fact yeah. that we've done this and we will mm-hmm. do it. There's a pride in it, I guess. I do think that the tourism industry or around the time of mm-hmm. uh, the the election, you know, you see a spike in, in hotels being booked right. and all that stuff. It definitely but, matters for some people, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But Anyway, interesting about the coverage leading up to it also, because uh, it is yeah. sort of presented as like this big, big thing. Um, the coverage leading up to this caucus uh, significantly lower than it usually is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I think, uh, what, 10 minutes of time spent talking about the Iowa caucus compared to last year or last elections, 86 minutes. Interesting. Um, just interesting uh, um, how they downplay it. As, yeah. Uh, certain certain things are positioned. Well, maybe that's good. I don't know. Uh, anyway, here's a very basic rundown of the mechanics of the caucus. Thank you, New York Times, for this little explainer. For that. For, for that. Explainer. For that specifically. And that's as far as my mm-hmm. thank you extends. Thank there you, you very go. much. Um, uh, because I don't know about you guys, but it's confusing, even knowing the basics of it. You're like, what is happening right now? Well, especially last night. Mm. Anyway, okay. Number one, people go to a physical designated <clears throat> location like a gym or a library. Two, there are representatives of each candidate in the location. Three, everyone walks up to that candidate area to represent their support. Just like little human votes mm-hmm. bouncing around a gym. Uh, yeah, four, and, but all and oh, sorry. Oh I'll, no, I'll go let ahead. You finish, Katie. Well, I just it it one of the things that's important about this is that it takes multiple hours to be a part of this, which is right. part of why. Like, yeah, we'll the, get the into that. Solo. Yeah. Well, well, we have a well. Yeah, yeah we'll get into that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll let you finish. Number four, everyone is counted. If one of the groups represents at least 15% of the people, they are considered viable. And then there's round two. People (laughs) in the non-viable groups can now choose to do several things. They can either join another group, walk around and convince people to join their group, or move on to an uncommitted group. The tally is once again counted. And based on the numbers, each candidate is awarded delegates based on how many supporters they have. Iowa has 41 pledged delegates. Those delegates will then go to the DNC and show support for the candidate they were assigned to. All right. It's a little convoluted, but basically, <laughs> if your I candidate mean, yeah. doesn't isn't viable, then you uh, go move on to your second choice candidate. And there's a lot of opportunity for people to interact and mingle and and have. Uh, so in yeah. short, everything's so dumb. Some didn't this year. Some well, were, that's yeah. Well, well yeah, yeah. Get into right, all right. Of that. don't worry. <laughs> so what was different about last night? You guys might have heard that there were some changes made this year uh some of the campaigns uh pushed for key changes to be made to this caucus system the biggest change being that there will now be a popular vote winner as well as an official winner something that's never been done before um that's been thrown around a lot as one of the reasons reporting last night was so messed up but (laughs) i think that's ridiculous Uh, i've seen a lot of that like uh that claim of like yeah. well, they changed the rules yeah. for, for you and it's your fault yeah. actually that it's happening and that's just, it's not, just true. not true it's just not true it's, it's not true. what happened it's now not. you've described the system to me katie yes. and one thing I, I just want to ask for clarification on there's no chance that this system that is still a critical part of determining who will run the country and control a nuclear arsenal this system was not by chance developed by people who drank mercury when they got the flu right Oh, I mean, I can't speak to that specifically, but it very well could have been. Sounds like is that what uh, they did back then? Sounds sounds like a leading question there, Robert. (laughs) Sounds like a leading. (laughs) Would I be stupid if I said no? Um, uh, Uh, It's just such a bad idea. It's such a bad idea. Um, So this is this is from USA Today. For decades, the winner of Iowa's caucuses has been decided by a complicated system of state delegate equivalents, which operates kind of like the electoral college. Unlike in the November presidential vote, though, Iowa's tally of popular support was never released. But on Monday night, the Iowa Democratic Party will publish the two raw vote totals and the delegates' numbers from caucus night. I probably didn't need to read that quote. No, I mean— Exactly. It's it's just what I explained. (laughs) Um, But this goes on to talk a little bit more uh, about— 
about how this changes everything, but this new rule. But since uh, people look to this as a way to boost, like generally boosts one campaign and you're like, okay, he seems like the clear front mm-hmm. runner. Now we've got a whole different set of data to look at. And so it, it's totally right. different ballgame this year. Because like the whole, like we, we've talked about, like it's a narrative based thing mostly. Yeah. It like creates this perception of, of how Canada's doing and like we've got momentum. Okay, but who voted like that first round? Who got the most support in the first round? Right. Uh, that's important to know. Who got the most votes? That's important to know. Like, how did people yeah. switch over? Yeah. Like, that's all important information. There's also this. Oh, I'm sorry, Cody. Oh, that's fine. Were you? Um, I was just gonna say that. Uh, that's important information to know, and uh, that having that rule change yeah. would not make what happened last Absolutely night happen. Not. <laughs> it had it's, nothing it's, to do with it. Transparent set... votes and records does not equal the disaster that was right, last night. Right. That's. Completely different situation. Um, another kind of weird new rule that not everybody knows about, I don't think, <laughs> is if your first pick ends up being viable, you're locked in and you can't move. And uh, for people who are undecided, this is weird. So a lot of people show up and they're like, okay, I guess I'll I'll go here. But mm-hmm. um, apparently a lot of people didn't know about this new rule and found themselves unexpectedly locked in when they weren't. Sweet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. They were like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. We don't what? get to do that thing that we used to do. Um, right. I was going to switch over maybe because I yeah. wanted to see it. Yeah. So that's interesting. <clears throat> I, I don't know what percentage of that is. I've just seen people talking about it. Don't kill me if <laughs> – don't kill me, guys. I'm just – I'm telling you what Good I advice. know. Yep. Um, so anyway, we, we've we've – Blown past some of these pros and cons, and I think that we should talk about them, um, of, of this whole process. Um, and I'm going to start with the pros because there are way more cons. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you watch it, especially last night, when you're watching it, at least at the beginning, I was a little bit jealous. I think it seems cool and fun and, and, and you know, getting to interact with people. It's an exciting environment. It feels like democracy in it, action. That's what they keep telling it you. It feels like it. And that's it, what I want to stress that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is an excitement there. Like, oh, I'm going to convince you of this. And like, you give your impassioned speech, but actually yeah. I'm going to change your mind. And that's that's what we and, view as like, that's democracy. And there's something inspiring yeah. about seeing people working together, talking, compromising, and all of that stuff. And, I, and I've interacted with a bunch of people that have been delegates there in the past. And... Uh, say it's a really awesome experience. Well, also, I, it also sorry, it it also culminates in the results coming out that night. So if you did right. do that, and if you did work hard, and you like hit the ground, and you won, yeah. there's like there's a a celebratory like communal totally. sort of aspect of it. Um, but the rea- I think a lot of people who worked hard were robbed of because of absolutely this, uh, absolute that must have been disaster. so frustrating. And the well, reality, and it, it is. I, I do suspect we talked about going there ourselves yeah. and being at the Iowa caucuses. And I kind of suspect that if we'd been, we'd been there, we would have and recorded the episode last night. We might have had a more positive opinion of the caucuses. Which right. I think this is one of those cases where actually being there might have warped our perception more. Yeah. Just because I'm sure it is emotionally positive to be involved with the parts Until of this. Until you're at 1 a.m. and you don't have any information. Yeah. yeah. And Pete's um, like, I did it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that. I know. Anyway, yeah. back to the caucus. The reality of it is that it is inherently flawed. Um, I can see how this would have worked hundreds of years ago, you know, but it doesn't make sense now. It in works the Mercury when, days. In the Mercury days. Right, the, like now we've got like apps and stuff that we can use. Okay. Sorry, I God. mean, <laughs> we were seeing <laughs> people last night literally flipping coins to figure out which Delegate, it's going to get X amount of, Uh you know, which candidate's going to get these delegates. And that's unacceptable. Also, diehard, apparently, diehard supporters were showing up without a second choice. And I'm sure that this has happened before in the past, but it really happened last night. And they simply left when Mm -hmm. their candidate wasn't viable. And that kind of undermines the whole process. Also, it's not anonymous. You're sitting there voting with your community. Your boss is over there. And <laughs> you, how does that not affect people and into feeling pressured to Although, make a decision? I mean, there, there's an element of that that's positive, though, that since because it's not anonymous, you can go back and objectively know, like, th- there's there's no chance of actually getting the actual vote count wrong once they're all right. counted. Sure. Because you, can, you, you can check on and see who how everyone voted. So I, yeah. I, 
I get that for this kind of an election. I get it. There's yeah. cons to it. I get the pros, though. And totally. I, I mean, I do, too. I'm just putting it out there that these are all the different issues that make yes. it a bit very complicated. Um, There's also some joy I found uh, with that element of like, because you're there. It's these people like there's a. Uh, physicality to it. They're in the world and you can look at like, oh, here's Biden's one supporter against the wall. And then you pan over and like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie have like, you know, the entire room is filled with them. And that's, there's just fun that comes. And pro or con, depending on who it is that's looking at them. um, Bernie does very well in a situation like this. He Mm -hmm. turns up with a loud, uh, Very diverse crowd for him. You know, a really excited, enthusiastic, and that's contagious. And this this is a good environment Every uh, for Muslim Bernie. caucus and Latino caucus. I saw that. Yep. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and it, I loved to see how many people – there was a lot – obviously a lot of like Bernie number one, Warren number two, and vice versa. Love that. Um, but perhaps the most important complaint against the whole caucus system is that it is – inherently exclusionary to people who can't take the time to mill around a gymnasium for hours (laughs) or, you know, or people who are disabled, people who are poor and can't take time off work or have children, you know, and Mm -hmm. other responsibilities. Although Warren did offer uh, daycare. daycare. Also, I think they changed the the time slightly, like they extended Mm -hmm. them so that people like, yeah, there are people who like have jobs that work all the time that yeah. can't make it. And they, I think they extended the hours a little yeah. bit. So some but then they have to it. go home and eat dinner and go to exactly. work the yes, next exactly. morning. Yeah. It doesn't, if you're going to do that on a Monday, come on. <laughs> um, I, it's just, it's a big problem. And so we're looking, we're going into 20, this election cycle, wanting to increase our voter turnout. Well, this isn't the way to do it. You're mm. just it, totally excluding a whole swath of the population and there was also it talked about increasing voter turnout. Also, there's all this talk last night of how we were hoping to see numbers rise, people, more people mm-hmm. showing up. Turns out that they matched those of 2016, which is good in a way. At least there wasn't a drop. But we needed this blue wave. Where's that blue wave that we think that we're going to be relying on to beat Donald Trump? You know, Bernie has just about the same amount of people so- showing up for him as last time. Uh, it's just, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, uh, demoralizing. It's one of the many demoralizing things from last night. And and I think, yeah, all the stuff we've talked about so far go into why that happened and why that is. Um, but also what if, um, what if we just had all the states go on the same day and it was ranked choice voting and you go and you take a box and and, uh, that's how we vote. I'm all for this, for ranked choice voting. I just... But like the same day too, like this idea of like dragging it out yeah. is actually, uh, it's it's not baffling. I know why it's there. I think it's stupid. Yeah. All right. We need to take a real quick break and we're going to come back. <laughs> we're going to talk about what the fuck happened last night. Can I swear that close to an ad? Fuck yeah, you can. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, you can. It's a fucking ad break. Let's fucking do it. And they're Fuckers. only, they're, they're all fucking products. None mm-hmm. of them are just products. Oh, they're fucking yeah, products? Sure they're fucking products. Oh yeah. These, these products fuck. <laughs> It's the real shit. It's a fucking average. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this there's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back. Uh, we're going to talk about whatever the fuck happened last night. But first, an update. The New York Times is now reporting that both Bernie and Pete have 10 delegates each. Different than when we started this. What a roller coaster. Mm. 10 delegates pledged each and four for Warren and the rest are undecided. 10, 10 for Pete and 10 for Bernie. That sounds like Pete won. It's, it a, victory. Like it's a victory for Pete. It sounds yet, like it is an outstanding and yet victory. His name uh-huh. has a yellow highlight and is at the top. I don't understand. Uh-huh. By okay. the way, I, I <laughs> one of the important stories is the uh, the the online you know social media uh, games of each of these campaigns and how good they are and and how comprehensive they are. And I want to note that Pete Buttigieg's um, cele- celebratory "I won the Iowa caucus" post in mm-hmm. which on Twitter, in which he says, "Thank you, Iowa. The work we've done, the movement we've built, will begin to turn the page and change the trajectory of our country. I believe you will make me the next president of the United States, and I will do everything I can to make you proud." That tweet has five point five thousand likes and one hundred and eleven thousand views, Ratio? which is about a third of the views I got from one of the random videos on my uh, Twitter thread from Richmond. Mm-hmm, Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, views. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, I, I should also note that his campaign has 1.6 million followers on Twitter, uh, which, let's see how that compares to Bernie. I know that that, Bernie has 10.4 million. Um, so for some reference, Pete Buttigieg's Twitter is followed by roughly a quarter of the number of people as Jeremy Renner, who only posts <laughs> on Twitter to brag about the fact that he used to be friends with the other people on the <laughs> Avengers. Do you have any other comments about Jeremy Renner? I have a lot, but I will not. We'll put save them. Here. them. Mm. Um, okay. Let's talk about, uh, like I said, let's talk about what happened last night. Uh, sure. It was the app, you guys. The app they've mm-hmm. had, uh, however long, a long time to perfect, and you think they would have mm-hmm. perfected it? Well, for, I mean, you'd think right off the bat, just to, like off the top of my head, uh, don't use an app. <laughs> don't use an app. That, that one of the software developers I follow yesterday said something along the lines of speaking as a software developer please do not use software for anything mm-hmm. yeah uh, which <laughs> would be a good lesson for elections and yeah. like you don't have to work in software to like come to that conclusion either like it's no so... you do not um also well it's just the whole thing is it's truly perplexing because they also didn't have a good phone system in place or have people trained on no. how to use it i guess mm-hmm. so they they weren't able to either troubleshoot or report the problems because they couldn't get through. There was that remarkable video from CNN mm-hmm. of being on. Being uh, on they hold, got yeah. th- this guy that was on hold that had been on hold for an hour trying to report their numbers, and they came back. They 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 took his call while he was on air, and by the time he went to answer them, they hung up on him. It was yeah, a did. span of 10 seconds. Yeah, and there were um, like people, like, they have to, like, taking photos of the results and then yeah. texting them to people who were, like, driving to other precincts. And it was just a whole mess. It's a mess. It's just wild because we've been doing this a long time and we didn't have the app before. Mm-mm. What did well, you mean, do but, before? You know, <laughs> the app had just gotten developed in, you know, phones. Katie, when did we invent phones? Was it last month that phones were invented? I guess phones are pretty recent, mm-hmm. too. It's a 2020 yeah. thing. They were like, we want to make your year bad. Weren't there also reports of people that like were on hold for like multiple hours? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Didn't didn't some guy say he wasn't able to get his results in until three a.m.? That's cool. That that's that's the efficiency that we want from the first one. Um, and like we said up top, uh, it's difficult. (laughs) No matter what the results, it's hard to trust after 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 this debacle. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but it's hard to not with some of this stuff that's circling. So I want Cody and Robert to talk a little bit about what's yeah. going on with the development of this app. Who are the people behind this app? Because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the I, worst case scenario is gross incompetence uh, that points yes. to, like, uh, the, the rot. That's the most likely scenario. It is, oh, the, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the worst case. It's also the most likely. I think that we need to make make that clear. Yeah, I, it's just emblematic I, yeah. of, like, a larger problem. Uh, yeah. I The longer I study Peter Paul Montgomery Buttigieg, mm-hmm. the more convinced I, convinced I am that there is nothing CIA shady about him. Um, but that there is a lot of good old-fashioned Democratic Party corruption behind him and his campaign, and a lot of good old-fashioned, even more than that, a lot of good old-fashioned Democratic Party incompetence. And I'd like to give a a specific example from before the caucus. In our episode, is Pete Buttigieg a CIA agent? Which Um, we came down with the answer being no. Which we came down with the answer being no. Let's make that clear. We we discussed the fact that he had hired a mercenary army um, that normally deployed troops to places (laughs) like Iraq Iraq and Afghanistan to protect his campaign, even after they said they had stopped doing that sort of work, which we thought was shady and weird, and is in fact shady and weird. And I will give credit to uh, a reporter from the Daily Beast who did the deep digging to reveal that this was not the case. Scott Bixby. yeah, Scott Bigsby, this was not the case. He hired a different uh, uh, company with the same name. And that might make it seem like I just like saw that they were the same name. I did not. I checked out the FEC filing. And the reason I said the wrong thing is because the Pete Buttigieg campaign reported that they had hired the company that is the mercenary army with that name as okay. opposed to the company that is a normal security firm. And going so far as listing the location and the address of that company's, like that mercenary army's Virginia address, as opposed to the New York-based company that they actually hired. And it's that sort of shit. It's incompetence. It's hiring an intern who I'm sure didn't actually, like, just Googled the first company with that name and didn't check to realize it wasn't the one that his campaign had hired. Um, Like, the the first Patriot group that came up. Like, that sort of incompetence is what is continuously generating conspiracies. And it's the same kind of incompetence as when you, for example, uh, hire people for your campaign who also work for this company that is providing a poorly coded app for the Iowa Democratic Party that will break on the night of the election. Yeah, so and, um, let's unpack and then that. And to you declaring victory before there are results I in. think that most people it's, don't yeah. understand what that means, so let's explain that. What company are yeah. we talking about? We're talking about two companies, yeah. actually, but really one. Um, the company that we're really talking about is Acronym. The company that is getting the blame is called Shadow, and Shadow is a subsidiary of Acronym. Acronym is uh, a, a group uh, that was formed in order to uh, basically help fix uh, the DNC's social media and like digital strategy and stuff. They They provide a lot of different... Like, 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 like. So the, the the whole goal of the company is to like improve the way the Democratic Party works in the digital age. Shadow is a subsidiary software company that made software that was supposed to help with like uh, organizing phone banks and stuff like that, yeah, as well as providing stuff. this app. Yeah, as well as providing this app for the Iowa caucuses that like tabulated votes and shit. Um, now, right now, because Shadow's app broke and they are currently the nation's whipping boy. Uh, acronym is making it very clear that Shadow is just uh, invested, that Acronym just invested in Shadow mm-hmm. and trying to make it look like this is just a company we invested some money in and they fucked up and it's not our bad. Uh, Kate Nibbs, uh, a reporter on Twitter, pointed out that Acronym's about page today says we invested in Shadow, but if you look at the Wayback Machine from last month, they say we launched Shadow. That's so funny. And there's a bunch of shit like that. The Acronym I mean, the, the before. CEO of- uh, of acronym yeah. has tons of tweets about launching the right. the company. Yes, La- launching the company and specifically launching this app. Acronym did this. There's evidence that like they share the shadow workspace, employees, right? Like they share yeah. they share offices in multiple states. Shadow employees went to like acronym company retreats and stuff. Acro- shadow is a part of acronym. Acronym is the company at blame. Like shadow also, I guess, but like they're just a chunk of this company. Yeah, um, yeah. Would and you last- say they're just acronyms? Shadow. Oh, yes. Sorry. Good oh, job. Thank you. You're um, last night, I, I want to touch on this real quick. Uh, yeah. There was some 
stuff going around about how like, okay, so the DNC, the you know, the Iowa Democratic Party uh, donated X amount of in dollars too, to the yeah. in the Nevada to the, yeah. to the app. And at first it was just being reported that Pete Buttigieg also uh, contributed to that campaign. About $42,000. About a lot of money. Yeah. And I, I think all of us, I think this is just a really good example of uh, taking a beat while you wait to have all the information, because at the time that felt very alarming. Why? Still not did, great. Yeah. Still not great. But why did Pete and, donate so much money? Why is he talking like he's won when we don't have any information? But then after sitting with it for a little bit, we started to realize that other campaigns also donated to the funding of this app. That is the the the, the a fair, true statement. Um, I, I just and we just talked about this in our little text thread about like that's actually a really good example in 2020 of. Yeah, it still doesn't look good, but you need to, we need to be able to take a yeah. beat in these situations and see the information coming in. We don't really have a full picture of what happened. I mean, we've got a picture, we've got their explanation, but we're going to be getting yeah. more information. Right. And like I've seen a lot of tweets that are that say like Pete funded the app. And that's yes. not accurate. Uh, I mean, it's accurate campaign... in the same way that like I've funded Walmart because I've purchased products. Right, from them like before. he, his but, campaign yeah. did uh, give a bunch of money to the firm that made the app. Yes. Um, yeah. Biden gave uh, once. Uh, actually, right? Gillibrand's oh, uh, Gillibrand, campaign gave right. six, Gillibrand, six yeah. more uh, six payments. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leading up to December, very recent, but um, yeah, yeah uh, for di- varying reasons, different it was different reasons for each campaign. Um, but the this like. He funded the app. He made the app is sort of catching on, and that's not accurate. Right. Um, no, and it's frustrating because when you try to engage pe- with people on this online and bust this myth, it comes across as if you're defending Pete Buttigieg, which has never been my goal. Anyway. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it, it's it, it eternally frustrating to me. Well, it's still um, extremely shady stuff. And like, it's very I mean, even shady. like the uh, his campaign. Uh, there are people that work yeah. on his campaign in high level yep. positions who are and work who in shadow too. Work in shadow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tell us more about that. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. uh, his one of his senior advisors is married to the CEO of Acronym. Okay. Um, who is a huge Pete fan, by the way? Uh, she Big Pete uh, Stanajuge. Yeah, she's a Pete Stanajuge. <laughs> uh, she yeah. like uh, a lot of tweets about how great it is that Pete's ru- uh, running when he did his exploratory committee. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, the same month that Shadow was launched, whatever. Um, but there's just like a lot of people, uh, who have worked or are working on both things. Right. Um, yeah. And whether, and like, again, there's like a fine line we're trying to steer clear of conspiracy stuff, but also like, I don't know, basic, like basic conflict of interest, like basic incompetence, basic, like, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Um, there's, um, there's a similarity between kind of the conspiracies that I'm seeing floated around what happened yesterday in Iowa and the conspiracies I'm seeing floated around the base, that neo-Nazi terrorist group. And the the, the similarity is that like it's come out uh, from some great reporting by Jason Wilson that the guy who founded this group is an American who lives in Russia, which has, of course, gotten a bunch of people talking to like Russia's funding, like the neo-Nazi movement in the United States. Mm-hmm. They're behind all of these different fascist groups. And everyone that I know who is an expert both on sort of like Ukrainian and Russian fascist movements and American fascist movements says no. That's not the case. What's happening is that all of these groups have affinity for each other and shared interests, and there's a lot of interchange between them. And it makes sense that a guy who was into this stuff would also be into a lot, like would move to Russia. There's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons these groups, like most of these guys, these members of Adam Waffen and the base expressed an interest in Azov Battalion, this Ukrainian fascist group ahead of time. And it's like, it's shady and it's a problem and it's important, but not for the reason people are stating. And the fact that Shadow has a bunch of former Hillary people. The fact that Shadow and uh, uh, Acronym have a bunch of people who are sympathetic and closely related to people who are in the Buttigieg campaign is shady and a problem, but not because Pete Buttigieg is engaging in some illegal conspiracy, but because they all are the same kinds of people who believe the same kinds of things and happen to be the same kinds of folks who wind up steering the Democratic Party. And like that's, that's the problem. It's not... They're not breaking the law. They're not orchestrating anything. They're not smart enough to orchestrate anything, as this shit show shows. Um, I, I that that's what I see as what's actually happening here. Yeah, right. It's yeah. It's common. It's common interests. Uh, it's like yes. this. It's like okay. 
Yeah. Um, like a yeah, lot, like yeah, a lot like, of conspiracies of like, oh, they're doing this, like these backroom deals. You don't need like backroom deals. It's like, no, you if you do this, I make yeah. money and you make money. Right. We tend uh, to sensationalize something that doesn't need to be sensationalized. It's bad as yeah. it is. Like right. there's a reason to have to it, take umbrage with yeah. it regardless. Yeah. It's like not great to look at, okay, the COO, the CTO, the CEO of yeah. Shadow, all of them were like high level uh, figures in the Hillary campaign. Okay. But it doesn't well, equal this scenario that people are putting forth. It just I, equals like, well, yeah, that's like the rot. Yeah. And I, I, I do think like one of the important things to point out is that like because I keep seeing that focused on in discussions online is that all these people worked for Hillary before. And like, yes, this is part of a problem, but it's also they also most a lot of them worked for Obama before. Right. Like a huge right. It's, number it's back. Just, into, it's just like, DNC They're people. old DNC yeah. hacks like that's that. And that is the problem. Um, but it's not, it's less that they're orchestrating a conspiracy and more that the kind of people who wind up at high positions in the DNC and the sort of companies that are funded entirely by DNC donors are all going to believe and want some of the same things because they're the same basic people. Yeah, there's all this like uh, meritocracy, like technocrat nonsense that leads to things like yes. this. It's like, okay, well, your worldview is wrong and that's what has got us well, here. And all yeah. of this is to say to me, bringing back around to this caucus. So it doesn't look good. Okay, Biden <laughs> it does not. Biden <laughs> didn't do well. He's obviously an establishment strong fourth. Strong, strong fourth. fourth. That was a very funny tweet of yours. Um, and <laughs> you know, a strong Buttigieg, almost the last finger on my hand. <laughs> unbelievable. Right, right. Buttigieg yeah. is another. Obviously, we're looking at here all this information yeah. here. Establishment person, and you know, it's so and all of his connections to this app that went that went haywire. Bernie is yeah. very clearly leading the popular vote here, mm. and it's bizarre. This is what I mean. This is like the worst, most toxic way for us to have started this election. Yeah. You know who very vocally believes that uh, the popular vote matters the most, um, and <laughs> that most people who vote is the, what should elect the, the peer person? Who? Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, according to his essays? According to a yeah. lot of quotes that he has said in the past few months on camera, it's out loud. wild. And, and it's, it's, I think um, there's too much focus on like what might be happening behind closed doors and what we know, which is that because so many Buttigieg people thought acronym was a good idea, thought it was worth putting money into, thought their products were worth putting money into, they made the same mistake everyone else in the DNC made, and it proved to be a bad choice because of everything that happened in Iowa, because it was a clusterfuck and this company's bad at what they do. Whereas the Sanders campaign very made a very pointed decision not to invest in that, not to yeah. put, not invest, but not to buy services from that company because they were like, no, this looks like garbage. And it is garbage, which we'll talk about more. But like, this is like, I think the problem that we, we miss when we get into conspiracy stuff is like, I don't think the problem is a conspiracy. I think the problem is incompetence, and it is not everyone in this ca campaign, in this race, who is incompetent. Yeah. It's specific people. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, on that point, I'm just going to real quick say uh, the group's top donor for this this mm -hmm. acronym, uh, Seth Klarman. Uh, he's a billionaire. He's a former mm -hmm. GOP mega donor. Ooh. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a CEO of uh, Baupost Group. It's a Boston-based hedge fund. Okay. Um, invests heavily in uh, liquid natural gas companies. Um, he gave them $1.5 million about a month ago. Sounds like a real winner. Now, um, natural gas, that means it makes trees? Natural is good. Natural <laughs> means good. Yeah. It means Thank farts, you. right? Uh -huh. Natural gas Excellent. Natural farts. means farts, exactly. Beautiful. Um, he runs a fart company. So <laughs> get that fart money. Also, I have to note, there's a, an amazing article. The outline, people ask all the time, who should you be reading for news? The outline's fucking killing it this mm -hmm, year. And mm -hmm. they came out with, within hours of this clusterfuck, an incredible article based on insider interviews about Acronym, um, the company yes. behind the, the talk. And one of the behind things- Behind Shadow. Relates, yeah, behind Shadow. The co-founders of Acronym are uh, 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 fucking, a guy with the last name of McGowan and uh, Michael Dubin. And Michael Dubin is the founder of the Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cancel your subscriptions, guys. Unless they're a sponsor for us, then keep it. Oh, um, okay, yeah, so the other person is Tara McGowan then. And she's, yeah, Tara McGowan. And she's sorry. the wife of uh, one of Pete's top advisors. Unbelievable. Yes, um, yes, she is. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to 
take another quick break, and then we're going to come back to talk more about this stuff because apparently you guys have more information to share with us, and we're very interested. Shadow. Oh, my God. There's so much more to say. <laughs> Great. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Okay, we are back from that ad break to talk more about we are- shadowy figures <laughs> and the acronyms yep. of shadowy figures. We sure uh, are. Yeah, so... Uh- I'm gonna get to we'll get to Robert. You've got way more to say about acronym. I've probably got some things so, to, to so pop much in there. To but say about acronym, real quick. We just want. I think <laughs> we wanted to comment on the name Shadow, um, because my God, yeah, what are you yeah. doing? It is yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> Who wrote this movie that we're all living in? We want to put out. What's the most evil sounding company name? It's you know? wild uh, that they Shadow. did this. Um, and I'm just gonna read <laughs> really quick uh, on uh, their website. Uh, their about page why shadow when a light is shining shadows are a constant companion we see ourselves as building a (laughs) long-term side-by-side shadow of tech infrastructure to the democratic party and the progressive community at large so like they kind of know (laughs) they're like hey hey mitch what was one of was there some sort of problem in 2016 with people viewing the the Democratic Party's chief candidate is like shady. Did people call her shady a lot? Was that like a big issue we had? <laughs> oh yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah, sure yeah, was, yeah, it Mitch. Sure was. What should we name the company that runs our online efforts? I think it's Shadow. Uh, corrupt uh, co- the corrupter. The app. Corrupticon. Corrupticon. Download Hitler.net? No, no. But also uh make sure you download it now because there are only uh you only get two hundred uh downloads. For the app, the way they rolled out the app is very, very embarrassing. That's why I'm alluding oh, good. to. Oh, uh, um, fine. Yeah. I want to hear more about acronym, Robert. So, acronym is a dumb company that should never have been formed. Mm. Um, the story. <laughs> this is this is the key of it. It was launched ahead of the 2018 midterms. Uh, it was described as a digital first startup. Um, and like the goal of acronym uh, was to quote uh, w- w- the goal of the acronym was like to de- to to raise a shitload of money um, seventy five million dollars initially and deploy that money on anti Trump advertising in five key battleground states in the twenty twenty election those states being North Carolina Pennsylvania Michigan Wisconsin and Arizona uh, this effort this strategy do you want to know what its name is called please kind of four is enough. The logic is that these four states are the only ones you need to win to win the election. Oh, Oh, you gotta love not making the exact same motherfucking mistake. Plenty bold. Also, I'm sorry, but they don't have an acronym for that. Bold enough. F I E Phi. They call it Phi. That's a terrible. Phi on you. Phi on us. Phi on the Democratic Party. Phi on the planet. (laughs) We're out. Four is enough. Unbelievable. We are not elitists to discard. 
tens of millions of Americans. It's like why? It's four like is enough. Like you're like you start a campaign and your slogan is just like, "Come on, <laughs> come on." Come on. Kind of like give us another ring. Pete Buttigieg, plenty bold. Yeah, it's plenty bold. Um, judge. Okay. Yeah. Please continue, Robert. So, uh, in November of 2019, um, it was revealed that acronym uh, and PACronym, its political action committee, which actually pretty great name mm. if you're a company named. If acronym. you're gonna do that, um, sure. <laughs> I I would have made the same call had I launched a company named Acronym. Yeah. Um, had raised 40 percent of that that plan, 75 million. Um, now. So this that's is where the, the fart money like, went to Packer. That's where mm. the fart money went. They want to compete with the Trump campaign's uh, massive uh, social media uh, campaign. It's massive, like digital ground game, which the Trump campaign has spent more than anyone has on Facebook ads. And it's not even fucking close. They've spent more than anyone on digital ads. It's not even fucking close. Um, so on its surface, there's some reasoning that like, oh, yeah, the Democrats need a fucking counter to that. There should be an organized group for the Democratic Party working on this. However, all of the evidence from inside acronyms suggests they were terrible at it. Um, the outline got quotes from uh, acronym employees, one of whom noted, they call it a startup environment as the explanation for why no one knows what's happening. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I, I, I found some evidence, some examples of the incredible <laughs> ads that acronym has been running on Facebook. Um, <laughs> ad number one. Who will the Democrats choose to take on the Night King? You decide. Oh, Sign up to play God. the hashtag Game of Elections, hashtag for the throne. And then the two well, pictures fuck. are Elizabeth Warren, photoshopped on a Game of Thrones on the Iron Throne, and Pete Buttigieg, photoshopped on the uh -huh, Iron Throne. Yep. Timely! Really hitting into that. And again, yeah, hitting into that fucking show everybody loves. I mean, it was April of uh, 2019, so it was fresher. Then, no, but still, no, dumb. Oh my god, dumb. That's infuriating. Yeah, another example of acronym ads from March uh, of 2019. Uh, the Democrats running for president are trying to distinguish themselves in televised town halls, policy proposals, and even graphic tees. <laughs> emoji of a pink T-shirt. And this week's <laughs> hashtag. FWIW, we took a dive into the world of uh, presidential merch stores and the strategy behind them. So for what it's worth is like their average ad. And their name of this March one was the Ides of March, which is good. What the so what? It's like, what? Yeah. They also launched a news app. Um, let me find the fucking. Yeah. Um, like, so it's just like. Real quick. Just nothing... interesting about the, yeah. the merch store stuff. Uh Pete yeah. Buttigieg launched his store before he launched his website with a platform. He, he, uh, he sure on. did. He sure did. I wonder what, if that's yeah. telling about Mr. Pete. Eh. So eh. one of the key <laughs> projects launched by Acronym um, was called Courier Newsroom, a center-left content network designed to mimic the aesthetics of local news sites, um, which <laughs> McGowan cheerfully spun as a replacement for actual local news. Um, oh, my now, God. They're just Have you guys seen a lot of Courier Newsroom links shared? <laughs> Oh, no, I don't think so. I can't speak <laughs> Maybe to that. That's because but, uh, it was a massive failure of an idea. What a bad idea! It's like, what if yeah. we destroy the credibility of local news even more? A yeah. thing we don't need. A thing that's bad. Like, Is that how we fight Trump? Unbelievable. Yes. That's how they make now, some money. I. So, and again, in, in sort of response to like the ideas that this is kind of some like sinister CIA conspiracy. One of the people I want to quote here is, uh, is Karnak Ganapathy, who is the co-founder of the democratic messaging firm, MVMT uh, communications. And Ganapathy's partner is a senior advisor to Bernie Sanders. Although Ganapathy is not a part of the campaign, but that's kind of like the angle he's coming at this. He's kind of from the left side of the democratic party. His associates are, so he's, he's on the more on the Sanders side of things. And his sort of summary of the whole situation with outline and shadow is there's such a pervasive culture of self-dealing when it comes to consultants and party committees and stuff. And we have a situation where a party, where as a party, if we are the good guys, we have to be the good guys, not engaging in this. There's a reason why so many Americans think politics is an elitist plot to make a handful of pe people wealthier. And it's kind of true. And I, I mean, think that's, yeah. that's the issue. That's what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the, even yeah. the idea of like this, like, for profit, like this private company making this app and getting all this money to do this for a public service, like that's what yeah, people that's don't bullshit. like. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. Shadow. It's dumb. It, it was a bad. It was never anything but a a terrible idea. Um. Oh yeah. Here's a quote. There's also a really good Intercept article. Um. On fucking acronym and shadow. 
I'm going to read one quote from it. A person with knowledge of the company's culture who asked to remain anonymous for fear of reprisal shared communications showing that top officials at the company regularly expressed hostility to Sanders supporters. Yeah, McGowan is married to Michael Hall, a senior strategist for the Buttigieg campaign. Um, there's no evidence that any preference of candidates had any effect on the coding issue that is stalling the Iowa results. I mean, good but again, everything, like emails from this company are going to leak out at some point. Oh, I already yeah. know it. There's, oh, like, yeah. if, if, if Russia, again, I don't think they orchestrated this, but they're not dumb. Like, if they could hack something, one thing to hack would be the fucking emails of this company, because you're going to get them talking shit about Sanders supporters. You can roll that out at the DNC, just mm-hmm. like happened with yeah. the DNC leaks. It's, like, it's, of course. Uh, uh, a scary prediction, yeah. but... That's what not, you're going to do. I mean, that's, yeah. what, that's what you do. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's all very upsetting. Um, so what are your takeaways here, guys? Uh, I'm excited that Biden didn't do well. That's something that we can all resoundingly That's say not for a bad. sure. Yeah. That happened tonight is that Biden didn't do well. Week, a week fourth. Um, yeah, that, I think that's good. Do we can well all unite a, in that. Yeah. I, think, I think the Bernie winning the popular vote for sure, it's I mean, not bad. And, and maybe yeah. other stuff and too. Probably, but, I mean, he probably won uh, a lot I, of the districts that I've yeah. reported. Or here's his. what I posit: even if, even if this all comes out, Pete won, Bernie takes the popular vote. Um, that's going to give Bernie a real boost in other states. People are going to be mobilized and want to maybe, maybe that, maybe that will draw more people out. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think this, the whole way it's shaking out is uh, like we've been talking about a disaster, and it doesn't make anybody really look good. No, um, except for like people who handle it well. Like Elizabeth Warren wasn't like I won or like anything like that. She gave a nice speech, and then she I moved just want to say something real quick about her speech. She did give a nice speech that I eventually saw uh, when I was watching live. The Biden and her came out to have a speech at the same time, and the, she was on screen, and they immediately cut away to him. To fourth and then, place? Uh, the mm-hmm. person who at that point, I mean, everyone's like, he's not viable. It didn't seem – and he was basically at, saying like – At that point, like, was, yeah, doing terribly. He like, was basically saying, see us, suckers. I'm going to New Hampshire. And, and then <laughs> MSNBC, once it was done, they just went back to people talking and didn't even cut back to Warren. CNN did briefly – then cut away in the middle of her speech. Mm-hmm. I cu- happened to catch it hours later, and they still had the live Chiron underneath. <laughs> um, but her speech was good, and Ooh. it was cute. But yeah, like I think, yeah, like uh, that. Uh, that's generally good. Um, I think uh, Bernie does probably benefit from it just because everything around it is like, well, that's not good. You fucked up. You fucked up. Pete declared victory when he didn't yeah. win. Like every, like I think all these things ultimately um, will. <sighs> it's just. Uh, a disruption of what it was supposed to be and leading up to the mm-hmm. caucus was very much like trying to downplay it. Uh, everything surrounding it is not good. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, and another positive takeaway is that I think this could be the nail in the coffin of the Iowa caucus. Right. Uh, I mean, just know, the whole process it, that we're doing. Does, yeah. I mean, democracy, after this next election, we will all be... Uh, uh, Buried alive anyway. Fighting yeah. in the street against Donald Trump's uh, manic legions, and right. uh, there will be no more democracy. Oh, so, no, I was going to say, I'm, snuggling, I'm snuggling, snuggling together in that coffin, right? You're being silly, yeah. but it could happen uh, here. <laughs> it could happen here, yeah. Um, you know... The biggest heartbreak from all this, like the DNC, I took some, I took some leaves out of the DNC's book, uh, and I hired uh, about forty different people, uh, former former Obama and Hillary staffers, mm-hmm. to write my jokes for me this Ooh. year, and I, I paid them uh, seven point three million dollars. Um, now a lot of that was Bloomberg money, obviously. Sure, 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 sure. sure, sure, sure. Um, but you know, they gave me a really killer line to to throw out here that because we don't have the exact numbers, I can't. But I was going to call him. Pete number two to judge. I know. I know. I know. I know. Do we know who it's was a heartbreaker. second in the popular vote? I think it's Pete. Pete it's number Pete? two to yeah. judge. Yeah, yeah. Pete, Pete two, number two, Pete two, to, two judge. to judge. So with the popular vote, Bernie's winning 28,220, and Pete is close behind with 27,030. Okay. I mean, I, I guess that's I, – I said close uh, – I assume that's close. It seems uh, fairly close. I, I don't know. know. 62% well, so, reporting in, uh, despite yeah. uh, MSNBC and CNN both uh, having graphics that say also, it's 94% in. Doesn't it that just wasn't true. bum you out when you're like, oh, we're talking about like, what? how many people are we talking about? 200,000 people? We, we, are, <laughs> we are talking about a Culver City yeah. of mm-hmm. voters, basically. Culver City being 
an area of Los Angeles. Culver City being a very small area of Los Angeles with a reasonably priced rent for being mm-hmm. on the west side. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, if you want to be Good close neighborhood. to the ocean. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there are some potential positives we can look at in the long run. I, here I am just trying to spin it that way, but mostly it is the shit show that we have described. It's a fun um, little disaster for everybody. You know what, actually? Here's a good way to look at the number of people who voted in the Iowa caucuses. Okay. If you count sidearms as well as primary arms, mm-hmm. uh, a, a slightly more people voted in Iowa than there were firearms in Richmond during the gun rally. Okay. Well, then that's yeah. something that's right there. democracy, I think, There right? we go. That's there we go. Some yeah. important to, and some, <laughs> some important data to unpack. I feel like a yeah. few coin flips might change those numbers a little bit, but, you know. Unbelievable. Will the results come in in the middle of the State of the Union? I'm sure they will. They they want to sure they will. prolong uh, and obfuscate the results of this as much as possible because the results uh, help who wins, and I'm pretty sure they know who won, so... Okay. It's getting depressing. I think that that's where we wrap things up. <laughs> I think no, that's where we wrap things Congratulations up. Congratulations to Mayor Pete, um, who is now framing this as, the pundits d- didn't believe we could do it, but we did it. Pete, every pundit loves you. What are you talking about? It's also just Unreal. really weird to claim that you won something when zero percent. Oh, sure. That's yeah, also that's true. Still, that will always be something that I mean, bothers me, is the way he like, was tweeting I... after... Zero very, tr- very Trumpian and of him. If that's Quite not Trumpian, like male Pete. privilege, <laughs> I don't know what I it's... mean. Hey, I won. Uh, no, but, but how? Pete. It's just I mean, well, well, but but the for numbers real? can't lie if there are no numbers. I mean, so. sure, all of that. But for real, who? How was he getting that information that other people didn't have? You know, shadow, shadow. So I, I will say, you know, um. I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but uh, campaigner Katie Coates uh, won an 11-year battle to get the Global Association of of International Sports Federation, uh, GASIF, to confirm pole dancing as a professional sport, which means that it is now possible that pole dancing could be an Olympic sport. Mm. And I'm taking a leaf out of Mayor Pete's book and congratulating myself for winning the gold medal in pole dancing. I'm so proud of you, I know, I know. Thank you. Are you you. victorious? He won. I am. I won. won. At the Olympics. And now on to the, the Super Olympics. That haven't happened yet, but you did it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent of judges have not yet reported in, but based on the early numbers, I am tracking a victory. The, the energy, the energy, the vibe um, says yeah, that you won. The, the vibe, I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you, and I'm grateful that we ended Thank this you. podcast on such a positive yeah. note. On a victory. I, um, I think this this win might be enough to get me to finally learn how to pole dance. Mm-hmm. I'm. Rooting for you, yeah. Best year ever. Um, you guys can check us out online. We have social media. It's true. At Worst Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and then, you know, we also tweet and stuff like that. That's you can true. follow us as well if you want. We I'm, do tweet. I'm Katie Stoll. I'm Cody Johnston. On Twitter. And I'm going to learn how to pole dance. That's his new handle, guys. Follow it. Oh, we're doing our handles, not our names. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Cody Johnson. Google my name and the word Twitter. Yeah. We, I don't know why I decided. We never do that. I just, you know, sometimes no. I feel under no. the pressure to wrap mm-hmm. when I'm wrapping it up. And I'm all. like, gotta get all that there. hero words. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Katie, this is a gut field, and we're going to follow your gut wherever it leads us. Follow your gut to my Twitter page and hit that there we go. subscribe. There we go. And then on um, to New Hampshire. <laughs> this has been fun. I just want to point out that I already won New Hampshire. I know I'm not running, but I just won New Hampshire. God. Man, we're, this Nailing is a room it. room full of winners, liars, and winners. <laughs> You're getting confirmation that we're all. Yeah. all I mean, there's zero percent in, and nobody's voted yet, but definitely won. Yeah, oh Katie, uh, uh, or sorry, Sophie, less than a hundred percent. That's the oh my way god! You thank you so that. much. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah. Early rounds. I yeah. am a winner. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. This we'll is the see worst. You guys. This is the worst year ever. <laughs> we still have the State of the Union, the impeachment vote, and a Democratic debate this week. I hate everyone. You mean the worst week of the We're worst year ever? Take it's on a- the Night King. We're gonna take on the Night King. I'm just kidding. I love everyone in this Jesus room and Robert Christ. and Daniel. Voldemort to the polls. Are we just gonna God. riff around until people stop? Listening? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Until the until the song sort of like slowly ramps up. Daniel, wait, you, wait, Daniel play cue the music. Key race alert. My dog just won an award. For what? Oh we, don't know. we don't know. Daniel, play the music. Play the music. Ramp it up to drown us out. <laughs>
Fred. Love Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.